Shall we lift up our voices together and begin to give God praise for this hour? Our God and our King, we thank you, our God, the Servant King. We thank you for the grace given to us to follow you daily. We are saved to serve the living God, exactly as Christ our Lord did. And so, our God and Father, we exalt and magnify your name for the privilege you have given to us to serve you, just as Christ did. Jesus says, can you not watch with me for an hour? He said, my hour shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. And so we bless your name for the grace you have given to us to keep on praying for the past 146 days. Oh, sovereign one, we bless that we have learned from you every day. Every day. The Bible says they attended the temple daily those we thank you for restoring us back to the food of the beginning, for your grace and mercy that you have shown us. Oh, Father, we bless you. We glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. We thank God for today, and we are going to lift up our voices together and pray. I want us to thank God from the book of the book of First Corinthians. Chapter 15, verse 57. I'm putting the two scriptures on the board for us to look at, to have a look at. We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 57 and 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 14. It says, Thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us spread everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of His will. These have been fulfilled with you and I today. So let's thank God for the victory of today. And let's thank God for spreading His fragrance through us everywhere that we have been. Lift up your voice and we to thank God. Wow, thank Our God and King, we thank you for the victory that you gave us over the night. And the victory you have given us today, Lord, we have gone out today and come back into our various walks of life. Some of us are now in work, but you have been with us from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. Thank you for the victory that you have given to us, battles you have fought that we did not know of, battles that you fought on our dreams and you gave us victory. Our God and King, we bless your name. Victory over our flesh, victory over our mind, victory over our heart and our soul, we bless your name for taking preeminence. Lord, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Thank you, O oh God, for the victory that we have received from you. We are the fragrance, O oh Lord, of your aroma sent to the nations. And we bless your name that through us, people begin to have the knowledge of who you truly are. Father, we bless you for spreading your fragrance through us across the globe, in various nations. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for you answer our prayer. We thank you for using our lips. We thank you for imparting life into us. Let us thank God for the knowledge of his word has given us today too. You have added to our knowledge of you today. Thank God for the transformation that God has done in our hearts today, in our families, in our homes today. Thank God for the testimonies that have come into the lives of many of us today. Our God and King will bless your name. You are the God who answers prayer. We magnify thee. We bless you. You did not allow our flesh to overcome us. 
You did not allow the devil to overcome us. You have taken control of our heart, soul, and body and mind. Father, we magnify your holy name. We bless and praise you, God. Thank you, sovereign Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Tonight we are going to go straight into the studies of the day. Our Bible study of the day is the book of Lamentation. And uh, I will say to us that people who have put down their names, I'm going to call every one of you. And the Lord sent to you. Okay, what I gained from what mommy, Reverend Omar taught us, and the lessons I learned from verses 39 to 41 of Lamentation chapter 3, are that we should refrain from complaining and murmuring, especially when God is punishing for sins. Murmuring opens and exposes one to committing more sins, and God hates such attitudes because that shows pride. God wants us to be thankful in whatever situations we are. Murmuring and complaining will not open the eyes of man to see the message God is showing him or her. Complaining shows ungratefulness on the sinners, on the sinners' part because God lays down his commands. They are disobeyed and the disobedience leads to punishments by God. So the just God now punishes. So we should not just sit down and start moaning and complaining that why is God punishing us? He doesn't tally. So in conclusion now, God wants us to desire him the more. Because he so much loves us. He wants us to continue to be partakers of his holiness. And it is pertinent and helpful for us to note that sometimes God lets some not so good things happen to his saints. Example, when things are not going on well. This is because he wants to glorify himself or to discipline or to test our faith. We only need to be thank- thanking God in such types of situations. And he will surely perfect all that concerns us. So instead of mourning, we should just be thanking God until God perfects all, everything that concerns us. Because when we repent with a broken contract, if we've committed sins and a broken spirit and ask for forgiveness of sins and stop sinning in every way, God forgives. Amen. Thank you. We have got the message from uh, Dickness Bimbo. I will call now uh, Brother Eric. Uh, Praise the Lord. I'll be contributing from Lamentations 3 verse 1, which says, I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod, by the rod of the Lord's wrath. In, in the previous two chapters, Jeremiah spoke for all of Jerusalem. However, in this passage, we see that Jeremiah felt a great deal of personal pain because he tried and failed to bring the nation back to God. And although he hadn't been physically affected like most of the other Jews, he had seen affliction mentally as he witnessed the children of Judah being eaten by their own parents, men and women sitting in poverty, and the mighty rulers and priests powerless to help. However, what saddened his heart the most was that the people spared still refused to listen to him and subjected themselves to more pain. In addition, thousands of Israelite men, women, and children were killed and even more were forced to leave their homes and march to Babylon. All of this pain and suffering came because of their worship of idols. The Israelites and even their innocent children, grandchildren, and even great-grandchildren, as the book of Esther shows, would have to suffer and remain in exile for years. Learning from this, you and I must consider the actions of each and consider the consequences of each and every one of our actions, and how they may affect friends, families, members of our church, and even children in the future generation. When we sin, we even bring pain and grief to God himself, whose suffering on the cross is wasted. So as I conclude, I'd like to say that, as Mummy Emma has been telling us repeatedly, we as positively ambitious people must live lives and lay down legacies for children and the next generation. 
so that they will not have to bear the consequences of our sins and carry our burdens, but rather we must constantly pray for those close to us so that the devil will not be able to use them as footholds to gain access to our lives, and God will strengthen and empower us as we do so. Amen. Thank you, Brother Eric. The next person I will call is Dickiness Adibisi. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, my contribution is taken from Lamentations chapter 3, from verses 22 to 27. Here it is talking about God's great love and compassion towards us every day, which is new. I love that scripture so much every day, and I pray. I mean, the whole chapter talks about the wrath of God that the Israelites experience but in this uh, scriptures i've just uh, sort of uh, highlighted 22 to 27 that god portrays himself as a loving compassionate god and those of all that are really following god's word by his grace we, we can actually every morning lay, lay claim to god's uh, new compassion and god's new faithfulness towards us every day just like you getting more grace. We increasing in God's knowledge every single day. So those compliant with God's rules, you can lay claim to that. And peradventure, there are others that are not really doing the same. Then I think if we look down to um, verse 40 to 42, so let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. So God is like with a parent, like the prodigal son and the father. That's what God is like to us. Is waiting to, with open arms, to receive any of his child that have gone astray, but is happy to come home with a, you know, with a repentant heart towards God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Dickiness. Dickiness, mercy. Um, the next person I will call is uh, Brother Stephen. The yes. focus of my contribution will be on. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 25 and what I learned from it is that we must seek the Lord with whole hearted devotion even in terms of affliction because Jeremiah despite being mentally afflicted as brother Eric said he still sought the Lord he still didn't allow he didn't question God in his affliction by saying why is it me or why did it happen to me or why is it now he still sought the Lord and did the will of God. So it's important that we carry on seeking the Lord. And that in our seeking God, we should seek him day and night. As in the rest of um, Lamentations chapter 3, Jeremiah talks about the faithfulness of God and how he seeks the Lord day and night. And following on from that, we must wait for the Lord in the midst of suffering. So when we start seeking God, it shouldn't be just when we're in suffering, but it should be an everyday thing, an everyday where we wait on the Lord, where we seek his face. As mentioned in Jeremiah 29, verse 13 to 14, and Jeremiah 33, verse 3, the Lord wants us to be obedient. He doesn't want us to be disobedient like the people of Israel. If we're disobedient like the people of Israel, we'll face the same consequences like they did. And during seeking God, we should undergo self-examination. So we need to examine our ways before the Lord. Are we seeking him with a right motive because he's going to bless us? Do we have a wrong attitude of heart? Are we doubting him whether he will hear us or not? We should check our motives. 
if our motives are right in seeking God, we should also check if we're living a clean life or holy life before the Lord. As we're seeking God, we need to put our hope and trust in Him. So we should have faith that He will hear us. We shouldn't be doubt and think, will God hear me or not? The Lord will certainly hear us because we are children of God. So to conclude, it is important that we seek God wholeheartedly with the faith that he will hear us. Amen. Sister Lloyd, yes. All right, go ahead now, Sister Lloyd. My contribution is from Lamentations 3, verse 21 to 24. I'm not going to read it, but... um. This is Jeremiah thanking God for his mercy and faithfulness, especially, and we can link this to when he was thrown into the waterless pit, but God delivered him through Ebed-Melech, who um, saved him out by bringing him up the throat. So from this we can learn that nothing should be so terrible that we forget or doubt God, because we sh- but we should put, always put our hope in him, just like Jeremiah did. May God help us to put our hope in him and not to doubt him. Amen. Wow, that is so spot on and so brief. (laughs) Wow, that's interesting. Never doubting faith. Now let's, let me bring Pastor Debbie on, please. Praise the Lord. My contribution will be from Lamentation 3, 19 to 21. And this was when Jeremiah remember his affliction and the bitterness that he felt during his affliction and how his soul was downcast within him. And then he now decided what to do. And this reminded me that when we face affliction, the first thing we should do is to search our life to see maybe the affliction is as a result of our own sin. And if it's not as a result of our own sin, then we can now go to the Lord and examine our heart and examine our ways. And we begin to ponder on matters. We shouldn't ponder on matters that we cannot solve. You know, there are, something, there are certain trials that go our way that we cannot really resolve by our own self. So that is why we need to trust in God. And also, there are many times that we go through trials and we begin to pity party, you know, in our situation. God does not want us to pity party. That means that we want people to be coming to consoling, to console us on things that we are going through. But God wants us to trust him. God wants us to call remembrance the previous victories that we have overcome in the past. The things that God has called to, that has done in our life in the past, we should call it to remembrance. Because when that is done, our faith is activated. Also, we need to stand on God's promises. That means the word that gives us right to claim God's, prom- God's blessing over our lives. We should stand on his promises. We should trust him and we should exercise patience. Because sometimes things will not go at the time that you wanted it to go. It's a time of you waiting on the Lord and exercise patience. And also seek God, like uh, the fellow, uh, the previous people have already contributed. We need to seek God with all our hearts and just trust him that whatever we have committed into his hands, in due time, the solution will come and the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Wow, that is interesting within the time too. Now, before I hand over to Mommy Omar, can I just um, help us through the spotlights that we got today. Now, what God has said 
in line to the speakers one the first speaker began to talk about whenever you are going through situations you know which uh, punishment from god she, she mentioned god demands true repentance so that you repent truly search yourself and once you search yourself repent truly before the lord and the lord will restore you and the second person said uh, you know talk about being example to generations to come that is those of those of you who are older in the area of your conduct before god so that whatever the situation you are going through you are supposed to live exemplary life of people who are truly god's children taking the reflection from the reactions of jeremiah during this period then the next person talk about god's sovereign mercy no matter how bad your you think you have gone far away from God, you need to always remember that there is a sovereign mercy seat. When you come back to God, God will forget about all your past. You know, don't allow guilty conscience to exterminate you from God or accuser of brethren who is Lucifer to keep accusing you that God will not take you anymore. You have been so reckless and blah, blah, blah. Look, there is sovereign mercy seat and you can always go back there. And the next person said, see, you should seek God in the time of affliction. It is a good thing to seek God. And if things are not going right with you, just go straight. Don't, act, don't agree that where it is numb. No, 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 no. Go straight away when things are not good and just seek God. And especially when it seems as if what you are going through is like a punishment. All right, you must seek God when things turn, turn uh, haywire. However, the next person, you know, also connected to that, that in seeking God, you have to seek God day and night. And you must seek Him with your whole heart. So you see that God is speaking something very, very correlated to us. And then He says, the next person said, we should never doubt God whenever we go to Him. All right? When you go to God, always have faith and confidence that God will hear you. Come what me. Don't, don't ever doubt. Don't, don't determine God by what is going on around you. When things are good, we thank God. Is there anyone happy? Let him sing songs of prayer, Bible says. So, but then when things are not going in line with God's plan, the first thing is to humble yourself. Go before God. Ask God for mercy and check yourself. If you have been involved with anything that is wrong, repent of it. Tell God, I have been doing this. I'm sorry. And make up your mind, you will not do it anymore. And that is what stems to the last, the conclusion is summarizing all these. You know, that when you are facing affliction, you seek God, whether it's, it's, uh, it is caused by sin or not. Whatever the condition, just goes to God. Humble yourself, ask God for mercy, and seek His face. And um, you must check your life, he said, and approach God with confidence. And then standing on God's promises. And this is all what you have been, you, they have gone through today. I believe very much that you remember from last lecture that these are areas of pointers that God was really bothering on. The summary of this is that God does not want Christians to determine Him by what is happening around you. Know this when you make mistakes, and if that mistake is unto punishment, God will allow you to go through the course of that punishment so that you can learn not to do that. However, in the period of your learning, you must not think God has ostracized you. God will never leave or forsake you. Why you will suffer for every, every ungodly act that you do. 
That's the reason why you should not go into ungodly acts, so that your heart all the time is cleansed and you are connected with God. Now, today we are going to hear many more. You know, I I have a bit of a hint of what mommy have been going through over seeking God uh, over this lamentation and Jeremiah. And I said the last time, because lamentation came after Jeremiah, it is very, very reasonable for all of us who are contributing now to always refer our, our lamentation into Jeremiah, really, that we read. And that can, it can give somebody a, a pictorial, full picture of why a statement was made in lamentation. I'm sure today, it's going to be an exposition to us. Now, let's just welcome Mommy Omar, Reverend Pratt Omar. Please praise praise the Lord. Amen. I want to thank God again uh, for Apostle Williams for this great opportunity afforded us to be sharing the scriptures, especially me and uh, those of you, our children, that are coming up very well. So I really glorify the name of the Lord on your behalf. There is just one thing I want to add to that, Jeremiah 42, before we go to chapter 4, chapter 3, 42. And chapter 3, 42, uh, 40, 40 to 42. Amen. It says here, let us examine ourselves. When you are going through times and situations, I mentioned these points to us so that we can know where we can get them from. 40 to 42. It says, let us examine our ways. Number one. Why start from okay. Why, Why should the living complain when punished for their sins? And, and the advice for that is that that's from verse 39. He said, Let us examine our ways, number one, and test them, number two, and let us reta- return to the Lord, number three. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. One, the way I will wrap it up here is that we should return to God in prayers. And God, that is full of mercy, full of love, will answer us as quickly as possible in Jesus' name. Just add that to it so that we can keep that in our hearts. And today we'll be going into Jeremiah chapter 4. Ah, lamentation. <laughs> Sorry about this. Lamentation chapter 4. We talked about God's anger is satisfied. Or the devastating effect of sin. You know, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs uh, 14, 34. The first part, it says, righteousness exalts a nation. That is Proverbs 14, 34. A part, righteousness exalts a nation. But the B, the second part of it says, sin is a disgrace or a reproach to any people. So we should have this scripture on heart as we read in our heart as we read from chapter 4 of Lamentation. How the gold has lost its luster. The fine gold become dull. The sacred gem has scattered at every street. Revelation, um, Jeremiah was mentioning to the people that because of their sins, 
God's people have become worthless. God, God's people are the gold that are supposed to, to, to shine, but they have become dull. The sacred gems are scattered at every street. They are just impoverished everywhere. They are impoverished everywhere. There is problem all around. And they have been shattered. No shelter. People that are, 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 what, uh, that, that are full of, of the grace of God, they have become worthless. May God help us in the name of Jesus. He says, yeah, how the precious children of Zion, that is God's people again, once worth their weight in gold, and now consider as pots of clay the work of a potter's hand. You can see the way people that are very strong in God, they have become fragile. This is what sin can do. This is what when sometimes people get this, you can also relate it to when people get rich, when they have money, when they have gold, that, that gold is shining in their hands. They waste money anyhow. And that you can relate to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Love for money is the root of all kinds of evil. Someone that said, God has blessed, you have abundance of his wealth, everything. You are supposed to be shining in God. You are supposed to be standing in God. But you have become useless. Because pride and arrogance sometimes maybe has gotten into you. You continue to sin, use God's money, squander it any, any, anyhow. You become like the prodigal son that has taken the father's money to go and, and squander. And then at this time, he began to eat with pigs. Did that not be a portion? He said, are now considered as pots of clay. They are useless. The work of the potter's hand. You can compare clay and gold. Gold has a great effect. But clay, if, if, if gold falls down, it cannot be shattered. But when clay or a pot of clay falls down, it will be shattered. So out, they have become fragile in the hand of Satan, that Satan is forcing them up and down. The impact of sin on the economy of the people as well. Gold. All the banks, you know, are closed up. You know, like what happened to some nations, I'm not going to mention here. See, their gold, their gold is worthless. I'm not going to mention some nations now. Their money is worthless. I remember a nation that their money with uh, UK money is the same. But now it's going higher and higher and it's become more, making the people more poor. These are the things that are happening in those days and it's also happening in our time today. May God help us. And you can see in that verse 3, he said, even their cows offer their breasts to nurse their children. We are now being com compared with animals. They, com they compare us with animals. That these animals, they, 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 they have interest in their children to feed their children. Say, but my people have become heartless, like ostriches in the deserts. Let's look at what Job talked about ostriches. In the desert. Let's let that takes us to Job. Uh, because I love to read this, not to explain, but I can read it. Ostriches, they are careless birds. They lay their egg anyhow. Job makes us to understand that. I didn't know that until I started to do this study. Even though I've been to an ostrich farm in, in Ghana, you know, I was just interested in the ostrich feathers that we brought home. 
But I, and all what they were saying, it was when I started in that Job that I, that I understand. Job chapter 39, which I also want you to take home today. A careless bird, ostrich. So we, the, the people were, were compared with ostrich. Look at what it says concerning ostrich here. From verse 13. 13 to 18. He said the wings of the ostrich flapped joyfully. When you see them, they are tall animals that they flap their wings, they play, they do all kind of things. But they cannot comp compare with the uh, pinions on feathers of the stalk. She lays her eggs on the ground. Let them warm in the sun. She lays her egg anywhere. She doesn't care for her egg. Like other birds, they go, they dig hole, they hide their, other animals hide their eggs. Even we see that tortoise, uh, uh, the way they hide their eggs, when they hide before they, they, they get to, uh, to, to be taken by the, by the water back to the sea. He said, and let them warm in the sun. They just lay eggs anyhow so that they can warm by itself and they hatch. Unmindful that a foot may crush them. They leave their eggs carelessly. This is what we are compared with because of the nature of the people and the sin of the people. They leave their children carelessly. Is that happening in the house in, in, in our day today? Look at a lot of children that are back from wealthy homes, different homes, how they have been left carelessly. And a lot of them are on the street of, of our nation. He said, unmindfully that a foot may crush them, that some wild animals may trample them. She treats her young harshly, as if they were not hers. She cares not that her labor was in vain, for, for God did not endow her with wisdom. Oh, my dear. Or give her a share of good sense. For we are endowed with wisdom. God gave us a share of good sense. But how are we managing the wisdom of God? You know, I said to us, instead of pursuing wisdom from people, they are simple, they are mockers, and they are fools. May that not be a portion according to that book of Proverbs. He said, yet, when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs as a horse and rider. She feels that she's so sweet. She's faster and everything, but she's, 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 she's proud about that. But the Bible calls uh, this bird, uh, reference to her, uh, to this bird as a careless bird. May we not be careless. So in that scripture, it compares us with uh, animals. He said, verse 3, that even their cows over their breast to nurse their children. They care for their children. All these other animals, they call their cows, they protect them from wild other wild animals because there are many wild people around that we need to protect our children with or some uh, from but sometimes because of our carelessness may the lord help us in the name of jesus say but my people have become heartless like ostriches in the desert i've told you compare us with an ostrich that is very careless they are careless with our children. Look at children that are talking on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the Zoom. I'm so proud of their parents. They didn't just come on the Zoom. That Zoom. Their parents prepared them to be there. Other children, maybe as they are talking now, they might be playing. 
But I thank God that CFT children are not like that. Parents gather them together. He said, because of thirst, the infant tongue sticks to the roof of our mouth. The children beg for bread, but no one gives to them. You can see, neglecting children as well, because of thirst. Some neglect their children. What has caused this? Because Jerusalem is in ruin. There is no food. There is famine. Thank God for Apostolian that has been preparing us before this time. That instead of famine, God will give us plenty. According to that book of uh, Psalm 37, verse 19. Instead of famine, we will have plenty in the name of Jesus. But in this time, because of the wrath and, uh, of God upon Jerusalem, and Jerusalem and Judah has been ruined, the children thirst for food. They are infants. Look at ordinary uh, things that has just happened in Beirut here. The nurses delivering the children from intensive care and bringing them out is so, is, is so awful. He said, because of child, the infant tongue sticks to the roof of his mouth. They are thirsty for water, for milk, because it's not there. All this is because of the sin of the people. The children beg for bread, but no one gives it to them. No food. Famine everywhere. Those who once ate delicacies are destitute in the streets. Many that are in the position of the royal, that are, that, that are rich before, they are the, in high positions. They become people that are now begging on the streets. Are we not having it? Even on our streets. People sleeping in cartons. People begging for money. Just one pound. Just something, you know. And they are in, in a very impoverished state. He said they are destitute in the streets. Those brought up in royal purple now lie on our ship. That is, the rich are becoming poor. This is what war can cause. Now you see medical doctors coming to other nations. They are now cleaning. Now you see people that are well read. Even in their own nation, they don't have work to do. They just find something, any minor job to do. And they have acquired wisdom, they have acquired grace and everything to be in that position. This is what war can cause. And this is what was happening so, uh, that is making uh, Jeremiah to lament. He said, the punishment of my people is greater than that of Sodom. You can read the book of Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 2 regarding that. And Amos chapter 6, 3 to 7 because of time. He said, the punishment of my people is greater than that of Sodom. I'll be explaining to you in my notes, what, how can you compare the punishment of these people in the time of Jeremiah to Sodom? Sodom's time was very sweet. The fire came and burned them. But in this time, they were suffering. At least when fire comes, burn somebody, they die immediately. But this one, they keep on suffering. And they keep on suffering. They don't know when the suffering is going to be over. They will not find themselves in such a state. This is what sin or sinning against God can cause. That the punishment of my people is greater than that of Sodom, which was overthrown in a moment. He has explained it here. Sodom was overthrown in a moment. It came zoom and it went zoom. 
But this, they scattered on the streets. Mm -hmm. They were begging for food. Mm -hmm. They don't know when to eat their food. May God help us. He said, which was overthrown, the Sodom's, uh, Sodom's uh, and Gomorrah's punishments was overthrown in a moment without a hand turned to help them. He said, their princes were uh, brighter than snow and whiter than milk. Their bodies more ruddy than rubies. Their parents like lapis lazuli. They are supposed to look fresh and green. According to the book of Psalm 92, it says that sons and daughters in their youth will be like well nurtured plants. These are princes that are supposed to be well nurtured. But they cannot, in their appearance, they are supposed to remain fresh and green. But that's not the, uh, 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 this is right. Their bodies more ruddy than rubies. That's what they're, they're supposed to look like. But they are not, they are not what, is, uh, they don't look like what they are supposed to look like. But now they are blacker than soot. They are not recognized in the streets. Their skin has shriveled on their bones. It has become as dry as thick. You see it in war affected areas. May that not come upon us in Jesus' name. Because there, was, there is no food. So the children, the, 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 their skin is not there is no moist on their skin anymore. They become dry like wood. We can see their bone. Even we, we count the chest bone, it comes out. So every part is dry because there is nothing to nurture them. This is what sin can come. And what war can come. Instead of wrath, may God have mercy. Those killed by the sword are better off than those who die of famine. When one is killed by the sword, just go immediately. But when they compare those killed by the sword with those, than those who die of famine. Because the food is there today, tomorrow is not there. The torture of this type of uh, thing. He said, then those who die of famine, wrapped with hunger, they waste away for lack of food from the field. Look at all this small uh, coronavirus. Look at what happened to us. I came in just to beat the lockdown. I was not allowed to take only two honey. I was asked to take one because if everybody has been taking two, I want to buy. I have my money to buy. They said if everybody has been taking two, you will not need the honey here. So I took two, they removed two. I have money to pay for it. That's just a simple. When I got to my prayer, my, my head out. I said, God, please help us. Said those killed. Uh, no, no, no. Verse 10. He said, with their own hands. Compassion. No, no, no. Let's go back to that verse 10. Those who, ki those who killed by the sword are better off than those who die of famine. Wrapped with hunger, they waste away for lack of food from the field. With their own hands, compassionate women have cooked their own children. The same thing with that, uh, is it Lamentation 2, 20? They have killed their own children who became their food when my people were destroyed. They will not get to that extent. People that have gone through war, 
I've known people that have gone through war. When they start to talk, they don't, they don't even know what they were eating. Some said it's human being. Some said it's a lizard. Some said it's a... All, they, they just eat because they need something to eat. That's why I compare and said even animals are better. Because they care for their children more than us. In the previous scripture. And verse. Said the Lord has given full vent to his wrath. He has poured out his fierce anger. He kindled a fire in Zion that consumed her foundation. The king of the earth did not believe, nor did any of the people of the world, that enemies and foes could enter the gates of Jerusalem. But it happened because of the sins of our prophets. In the midst of uh, doing jolly ride and we are doing what we like, you won't believe. Nobody believes that COVID can affect this nation like this. People losing their jobs, bad, bad things happening, but thank God for the people that are praying. But in this case, again, he said in that verse uh, 13, he said, but it happened because of the sin of the prophets. The prophets that keep on deceiving God's people. The Bible talks about them. In the book of Jude that you have just read, uh, and the book of Jeremiah too, he talks about it a lot. And the iniquities of the priests. Look at what is happening in the life of the church today. Instead of wrath, may God have mercy. He said, and the iniquities of their of our priests who shed within her the blood of the righteous. How they shed the blood of the righteous. They skin them to bone. You don't need knife to kill people. Killing people of God to bone. Taking money from there by force. Deceiving them in various ways. Using the Bible to lie to them. And because some of some of the people they are so they are so innocent and uh, I don't know. They don't read the Bible. That's why we are teaching the church the Bible. So that people can know the word of God that gives them rights. With due respect to men that have come up and said, Look, I've deceived you. And then we can we, we, we can see the result of repentance. But what about people that they have deceived, that have that they have killed, they have taken their blood? He said, "Who shed within her the blood of innocent, innocent, uh, the blood of the righteous?" Now they grope through the streets as if they were blind. They are so defiled with blood that no one dares to touch their garments. Go away. You unclean people, cry to them. Away, away. Don't touch us. When they flee and wander about, people among the nations say, they can stay here no longer. The Lord himself has scattered them. Why is this rejection? That I'm about to read uh, in that uh, verse 16. It says, the Lord himself has scattered them. He no longer watches over them. The priest has shown no honor. The elders, no favor. Moreover, our eyes, uh, moreover, our eyes failed, looking in vain. 
The reason for this rejection you can also see in that verse 11. He said, The Lord has given full vent to his wrath. He has poured out his fierce anger. He kindled a fire in Zion that consumed a foundation. And because of the priests and because of the elders, because of the, the, the priests that shows no honor to his people, God's anger has come upon the people. And all this is so, as we, uh, we see as we read the book of Jeremiah previously. Then, moreover, our eyes failed, looking in vain for help. From our tower, we watch for a nation that could not save us. So everybody has become their own watchmen. Tower could no longer generate safety for the people. Tower where they are supposed to be when there is what they see ahead. But because people are impoverished, they don't have food to eat, so it's going to work. Nobody can go to work. People stalk us at every step, so we could not walk in our streets. Our end was near. Our days were numbered. For our end has come. Our pursuers were swifter than eagles in the sky. They chased us over the mountains and lay in waste for us in the desert. The Lord's anointed, a very light breath, was caught in their traps. He thought that under his shadow, he would live among the nations. Rejoice and be, black, uh, and be glad, daughter Edom, you who live in the land of Uz. But to you also the cup will be passed. You will be drunk and stripped naked. God's punishment, instead of wrath, may God have mercy. Your punishment will end, daughter Zion. He will not prolong your exile, but he will punish your sin. Daughter Edom, and expose your wickedness. Daughter Zion are the people that hearken to the word of God, that are doing the will of God. Daughter Edom are those that are continuing in their sins. You see, from Edom, I told you in that book of uh, Genesis chapter 9, the daughters of uh, Noah, who went and sleep with their, with their fathers, Sin is always in Edom. May God help us, the Moabites and the Edomites. May God help us. Lot's daughter, I mean. Lot's daughter, who slept with her father in the book of Genesis chapter 9. I end my case here. May God make us great in the land to hearken to his voice all the time so that we can do his will on planet Earth. Let me quickly chip in through some other things that I just picked up that I cannot explain in that uh, chapter 4. The degradation of Zion and the reality of destruction. That's chapter 4 and chapter 5. We are going to look at chapter 5 next week. The aftermath of war, I'm now picturing what happens when we cause the, uh, the finger of God's rod to come upon the nation or upon ourselves. The 
outer mask does not seem very easy. All things will fall apart like what we have read in these scriptures, scripture tonight. And the center will never hold together. Now, I want us to now look at the picture of war. If we have not been in war-affected areas before, we see them on our television. And this is the picture that we are, we are reading in that book of chapter 4. Many things will be ruined. Both the nation and the people will suffer greatly. Example, with the COVID that we have just passed through now. It's a type of war that we are fighting. Physical war that we cannot see our enemy. Their enemy is called COVID. The one that is fighting the battle. Before you know it, you heard somebody is now in the hospital. Before you know it, the doctor has, you know. But thank God for the prayers of the saints. In the midst of any war or calamity, people will lose their jobs. It's happening. It's happening in our time. The war we are fighting is COVID that we are fighting now. Because when I was reading this, I was just picturing COVID. Schools are closed. Our children cannot go to school. And that's what happened in war affected areas when you see it on the television. They bombed the whole school, they bombed the whole city, they bombed everywhere. So everybody's panicking, looking at a place to go and hide themselves. No help from anywhere. School and companies closed down. In one word, there will be economic crisis, a time of intense difficulty, troubles, or danger everywhere. I want us to imagine the sin and the disobedience of the people of Judah. The people of Judah that are called God's own people. They have caused God to allow their enemies to destroy and overpower them. Because when they sin, that is what happened to them. God made their enemy, enemies to destroy them and overpower them. This was exactly what happened to Jerusalem that Jeremiah was lamenting. That was called Jeremiah to weep. And this was what caused Jeremiah to be sorrowful before the Lord. It's because of the horrors of the siege of Jerusalem's affliction. That you can see in chapter 4, 1 to 20. Edom also was to be punished. You can see that in chapter 4, 21 to 22. Because of time, I won't be able to go to that Obadiah. You can make reference to Obadiah 1, 8 to 14 to read more about Edom. And there's another note, you can read Jeremiah 25. You can write that down at your private time, you go and read that. Jeremiah 25, 1 to 12, and 13 to 38. Now let's look at the outcome of sin, or of the destruction of Jerusalem and Judah. I read it to us earlier, in that Proverbs 14, uh, 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 34b, it talks about righteousness that exalts a nation. But the verse, it says, sin is a disgrace to any people. Anyone that sins brings disgrace. And that is the disgrace that the people of God has brought on, them, on themselves. You can see that chapter 4, just to, because I've explained most of the, uh, but I just brought some other few points out. In that chapter 4, verse 1, the temple destroyed and the fall of Jerusalem. This reference is to the people of Israel. They were the sanctuary 
and the real treasure of the city. They are the gold of the city. You can liken the people of the city as well. Apart from silver and gold in the normally that I explained to us as I was reading along, these people also are the gold of the city. They are the sanctuary. We are the body of Christ. We are supposed to reflect Christ on a regular basis. Anyone that reflects Christ reflects gold to the people. People will be enticed by the grace of God upon our life that is worth more than gold. The reference to the people of Israel as God's sanctuary and the real treasure of the city, the gold of the city. So as believers in Christ, we are the gold of this nation. We are supposed to be reflecting God. Gold does supposed to be upon everybody so that people can be twinkling and shining. So if you are not releasing that gold, gold dust, this is the wisdom that I got as I was reading this. If you are not releasing that gold dust, I don't know what will happen to you. What is happening to you? We are also referenced as God's dwelling place among his people. I'm not talking about building. The book of Hebrews calls us that we are building. Amen. We are supposed to be that building that will be refuge to many people of God. But get what happened to us. We have become clay and we are falling into pieces. Yes, we are made out of clay, but our, our clay was supposed to, it's in God's own image. It's a beautiful, it's not man made clay, it's God's own clay, precious clay of God. But we are falling into pieces because we have allowed sin to take us over. So the temple, so we are destroyed. That reference to chapter 4, verse 1. Chapter 4, verse 6. Sodom's punishment was sweet. We can see that in Jeremiah 19, uh, Genesis 19, 24 to 25. Without wasting time at all. It was destroyed, boom, fire consumed, boom, and it happened in a moment. That's what the scripture says. He said punishment was sweet without wasting time. It was overthrown in a moment according to that chapter 4, Lamentation chapter 4, verse 6b. He said Sodom was overthrown in a moment, 4b, but Jerusalem was left in the hands of a captors, making her destruction, making her destruction neither quick nor merciful. So under torture, their own was on, they have to experience torture upon torture. May God have mercy. Now some people, they will just, it is, it is torture upon torture. They will not die. Nothing will happen to them because of the sin that they have committed. They will not get in the, into that band in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Chapter 4, verse 7. He said, The strict religion of the Nazarene make them to take vow to abstain from wine and strong drink and not to touch any unclean things. Eat the dead bodies and no razor touches their heads. Numbers chapter 6, 1 to 8 talks about this. In that chapter 4, verse 7, let me quickly read it, read it to us. The Nazarene that are supposed to take care of themselves. We are the Nazarenes of God. We are the priests of God. <coughs> this NIV calls it, their princes were brighter than snow and whiter than milk. Their bodies more woody than rubies. Their appearance 
light, uh, lapis uh, uh, lazuli. They were supposed to shine. They were supposed not to touch on clean things. The Nazarene of God. We are special people. But what happened? Because of sin, they have become, they are darker. Made reference to that. You are supposed to be fresh and green, like uh, Psalm 92. But we have become darker. Blacker than, uh, than suit. They have not recognized in the street. Their skin, they are not recognized in the street. Their skin has shriveled on their bones. And it has become as dry as thick. We are supposed to be people that are nourished by God. But look at what happened to them because of sins. Then chapter 4 verse 10, which you can compare to chapter 2.20. Let's look at the sight of women cooking their children because of scarcity of food. They will not get to this extent. Sometimes it's just we are fasting alone here that we have not eaten. The body, you know, when you don't pray with your father, the body will shake him. I don't know why my body shaking because your mind is on this fast. Your, your mind is not set on God. Not to come and talk about when there is famine, there is no food at all. You don't know when the next meal will come. All the, the there is no vegetation. You can even say you want to go and eat some vegetation in your garden. No, the vegetation is dried. Everything is is not there for you. Scarcity of food. This practice of uh, Cannibalism emphasizes the horror of the stage. May God help us. Because he now said in that 410, said the Lord himself, number 410, he said with their own hands, compassionate women have cooked their own children who become their food when my people were destroyed. Look at chapter 2, verse 20, so that I can be able to have an understanding of what I'm talking about. Before our situation gets to this, it will not get there in Jesus' name. So that we can know how to love God and abstain from sinning. In that chapter, Lamentation chapter 2, verse 20, say, Look, Lord, and consider, whom have you ever treated like this? Should women eat their offspring? The children they have uh, cared for. Should priests and prophets be killed in the sanctuary of the Lord? Young and old lie together in the dust of the streets. Look at what was happening to them. Nothing to eat, so they have to eat their children. Now, situation not get to this extent. I rest my case here. This was the reason why Jeremiah wrote this poem. This was the reason why Jeremiah was was lamenting and begging God on behalf of the people. But thank God, as we have read in chapter 3, thank God for his mercy, thank God for his faithfulness, thank God for all these things that God has used to care for us that never cease. In Jesus' name. I want to thank God for those, for the people that God has given that, that, that song, Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, God has provided for us. All we have needed, He has actually provided. Because in the, He did not let famine overthrow us. Even the more we sin, 
God is making way for us because the moment we go back to God to cry to him, he answers us. So I'm not surprised that uh, that, uh, that person wrote that song and talked about the gratefulness, uh, faithfulness of God. He talks about winter, he talks about summer. You know, things are happening very well for us because God is love, because of his love, because of his mercy, because of his compassion. That never ceases, we are still alive. May we continue to serve him with fear and trembling, and he shall be well with us. I rest my case and pass on to Apostle Williams tonight. Well, we are going to pray, but before we pray, I think one of the things I want to call our attention to is the agony suffered by Jeremiah. As we remember that Zedekiah was his uh, grandson, isn't he? Mm -hmm. He was the son of Jeremiah's daughter. And he did evil. Uh, while his father, his grandfather, was, was, you know, the head of this religion. You can see how painful that is. That you have a grandson who is a king. Mm -hmm. You are a spiritual leader. A true man of God. That the whole nation acclaimed. Mm -hmm. He recognized that. And yet, he refused to follow your teachings. And he went and followed uh, the vow of, um, of uh, the, the sin of Jeroboam. Mm -hmm. And second thing is this. When, we, when mommy was teaching you, I looked at seven, uh, seven Kings 25. And it says that, mm -hmm. the, verse 7, they killed the sons of Zedekiah. Okay, before his eyes. Then they put out his eyes, mm. bound him in bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. So Jeremiah did not have comfort over his own grandson. Mm. Then he lived to see his great grandchildren wiped off while his grandson's eyes was gushed out. And all this, he prophesied it. He prophesied it because God will use him to warn his grandson that, look, if you don't follow the God of Israel, this is going to be your end. So, on the family line, he has big, big pain that he can't understand. How will my grandson not follow my God? He knows it. In the, in the secret, he will call his grandfather and ask him information. But yet, he will not follow God's way. And he Jeremiah lived to see the recompense of God, the punishment of God of sin. You know, God did not spare the children of Zedekiah because of Jeremiah or Zedekiah himself. Now, that is one pain. Then the other pain is the pain of the country. That he spoke and spoke and spoke. Of course, you remember that when he started reading Jeremiah, God warned him that I'm sending you to who? Alternate nation. Mm. He says they will not answer you. God has prepared yeah. divine appointment. Yeah. God has prepared them for heartache. Mm. That the, the message I'm sending you is not going to be delicious. Your own tenor of prophets is not going to be delicious. You are going to have pain everywhere. And I'm raising you for that. But you will be the standard of righteousness throughout. So that you want them, they will not listen. I will punish them. They will not listen. I will punish them again. You will not listen and I'll punish them and punish them and punish them until they are broken. I we together. So I want us to pray prayers from Lamentation 4. You know, the first prayer is in verse 3. Even jackals offer their breasts to nurse their children. young. Mm -hmm. 
all right? Jackals are always classified as useless animals, but they still take care of their young ones. But my people have become heartless, like ostrich. And when you look at the reference only give us in the book of Job, concerning ostrich, chapter 39, from verse 13 downwards, is that ostrich doesn't care about anything except about himself. Ostrich will just lay his egg anyhow, all right? He will just lay his, 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 his egg anyhow. And he doesn't care whether people destroy the egg. He doesn't care for the future of his children. It is like parents who, you know, a few weeks ago, mommy was speaking about, you know, promiscuous dressing that Satan has brought in this our time and getting many young people into those attitudes. And Christian's family is interesting. You may be a parent that when you see your children going into those things and following the world, you are not able to talk to them. That's the kind of thing that God is talking about here to Jeremiah. Ostrich, don't care. Oh, they will know. They will be all around until they are destroyed. You know, that is a wrong thing to do. We're going to pray from that scripture. That God give us a heart that fear you. Help us not to be heartless before you. Heartlessness is to, to damn the consequence of God not to be strict and to be firm when you speak out on behalf of God to the younger ones, to the older ones, your generation. So we're going to pray that, Father, give us a heart that cares about you. Help us not to be heartless before you shall begin to pray. A God and King, we pray in the name of Jesus that you give us a caring heart, a heart that is concerned before you, a heart that will not be careless about you, a heart that will stand for your word, a heart that will speak your word, a heart that will speak out regardless of who the person is, a heart that is not a respecter of man. Father, make us your voice. Tell God, make me the voice of truth in my generation. I will not be a respecter of man. That is what gives many kings of Jerusalem. Pray and tell the Lord, give me a heart that will speak the truth, a heart that will stand by the truth, a heart that will rebuke, a heart that will correct, a heart that will instruct, a heart that will submit to your counsel. Oh, Lord our God, we pray thee. Give us such heart of God that will submit and surrender totally to your counsel. Thank you, Father God. God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. There is something else that I saw in that scripture. We look at chapter 10, where they were reading, it says, We. Well, uh, chapter 4. Let me read verse 9 and then verse 10. Verse 9 says, Those who. Those killed by the sword are better off than those who die by famine. Rack a rack. Racked with hunger, they waste away for lack of food from the field. I want us to pray because there is famine in the world now. I told you by God, God, Lord told me this in the month of uh, uh, May, that all what the government was saying in May and June about, you know, how deep the famine is, correct, uh, the financial crisis is now, that is famine. That they haven't really told the whole world. And God said that they are not telling the truth because they didn't want panic. But the Lord said that as we approach uh, the month of October, they will have to reveal the truth because the physical manifestation will be coming out. If you look at the statistics on television, 
over the past uh, 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 four days, five days, they have been analyzing different sectors that will lose, the, you know, according to the, the number of people who will lose jobs. I would, they found us as today that the aviation industry will lose about 25,000 people. And then hospitality industry is the next one. Then they now went down further to medical industry. Now we know that people are going to lose jobs in thousands. They have told us now from the month of September to October is going to be deep. The reception will become very, very deep. Okay? And this is what God is saying that it's better for one to die than to be, to be famished. Famine is terrible. Famine is terrible. The people who are worse taking have their famine through war. But Europe now is having its famine through a, a, a battle. We are in war like our prime minister in England said, mm -hmm. that we are in war, but we are fighting a, an enemy that we don't see. Mm -hmm. Called COVID-19. And nobody can forecast it. That COVID-19 cannot be forecasted. As they are trying to quell it somewhere, it's rising up in another place. Why people think that they are okay, suddenly it starts to rise up again. So we're going to decree and pray that, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the time of this famine, Lord, Command plenty among us. Protect us that none of our members will lose their job. We will pray for the church of the living God. That the famine is from the devil, it's not from God. I told you when people sing, God will draw us and Satan will punish people. And when God stretches his hands of mercy, it stops. So we're going to pray that God put an end to this uh, famine. Protect us in the, in the midst of it. God had determined the time, the period it will, it will last, and then it has to come to an end. So lift up your voice and begin to pray. That in the time of famine, Lord, protect your people. The Bible says in the time of famine, my people will have plenty. They will enjoy plenty. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in this season that people are losing jobs in every nation, pray and tell God, protect us. Protect our jobs, O oh God. We, we present it before you. According to your promise, protect us. When there was famine in Samaria, that was the time that Elisha had plenty. The source of prophet had plenty to eat. Father, Lord, protect us. Protect us, O oh God. Tell the Lord, send your angels to command plenty in our camp. Protect our job. Protect our business. Give us inspiration that we command plenty in this time of famine. Oh God, oh, that we will, be we will not be partaker. We will not be partaker. There is always Elijah to the widow of Zarephath. Father Lord, there is also Elijah to the woman of Shunammite. Lord, we pray thee. Our God and King, we pray thee. That your name may be glorified. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Understand that today, one of our lecture scriptures we read, in First Kings, and then we went really be beyond today. If you look at chapter seven of four, uh, Second Kings, there was famine in Samaria, and that famine in Samaria ended up with what you saw in verse ten. Mm. In verse ten of Lamentation, it says, "With their own hands, compassionate, uh, uh, compassionate women have cooked their own children." Mm. This is the second time because in Second Kings chapter seven, uh, chapter six. They were cooking their children. And when the, the king had his, what in my country? And that is what led the king to the, to the prophet, Elijah. But you see, 
when we when I read that really is is so detestable to me that how a person would prefer to die than to cook his own child. How can you eat your own child? But you see, when God turns away from people, He leaves them to be totally reprobate. And in their being reprobate, what happens to them? They will do every ungodly thing. They will get it now. So they were doing those things because the Spirit of God had left them. And that is Second Kings chapter six from verse twenty-six. Now. Let me say this. We are going to pray. What brought an end to famine in Samaria? Prophecy. Prophecy. We are going into next week, the, the, the Holy Ghost Convention. And the Lord had directed my mind. I told you that we should concentrate on prophetic and angelic visitation. Alright? We will look at other gifts. But we will look at prophetic and angelic. Divine visitation, let me call it. You are going to tell the Lord. Father Lord, in this time of famine, I prophesy abundance. I declare abundance to my gate. I declare abundance to my mind. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in this, in this time, of time of famine, God, I Lord, I declare. Abundance. The Bible says he carries out abundance. the words of his messenger. I declare abundance into Christ's tabernacle. I declare abundance to my life. I declare abundance into my house. I declare abundance into my body that my flesh will flourish. My head will flourish. My children will flourish in the name of Jesus. My members will flourish in the name of of Jesus, there shall be abundance at the gates of Christ's tabernacle. There shall be abundance in the house of the living God across the globe. In this time of famine, we prophesy abundance. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we declare it shall not enter Goshen of God. And your name shall be glorified. You will send the angel of abundance into every house of your people, into every church of the living God upon the face of the earth, Lord. That until the time of famine is over, and your name shall be glorified. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I think one more prayer we are going to pray. In verse 11 it says, The Lord has given full vent of his wrath. He has, he has poured out his fierce anger. He kindles a fire in Zion that consumes our foundation. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray and beg God. Mercy. Do you know God told me, and I remember I told you that last year, I said in that prophecy, I saw Satan rise up in hell with a fury. Mm-hmm. His intention is to wipe off humanity. Then I said, I saw mercy from the heart of the Father raise a standard against the onslaught of the devil. And he says that, and you shall see it as it shall come, it shall go. Mm. That is COVID-19. And look at COVID-19. It's wiped out so many people. And COVID-19, people are knowing that they are now know, they now began to understand that no matter how much you manage it. Look, let me tell you the problem of COVID-19. COVID-19 is so complex in the sense that there are Christians who have lost their brain with ideas that is a lie. Are you with me now? Even as you are talking now, BBC did a, 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 a brief on Nigeria. They went there to interview people on the street. People said that COVID-19 is a lie. Government is lying. Can you understand what that means? It means that many of them, Satan set them up to be destroyed. Because they will live carelessly and then they will get it. Like what happened in America to the pastor who said that he doesn't believe in it until he's his deathbed before he said to people that this thing is real. 
I will gather. It is me because God spoke about it that is coming. But God said that he will mitigate it and he will stop it. But that is by the prayer of the saints. So we are going to pray to God that God should have mercy. It is our sins that cause the sins of the world. But if you look at, I attach that to verse 13. He said, why, why, should, why did God do this? Let me read verse 12. He says, the kings of the earth did not believe, mm-hmm. nor did any of the world, world people believe, that enemies and foes could enter the gate of Jerusalem. They don't believe that COVID-19 will enter their country before the new Israel entered. Now verse 13 says, but it happened because of the sins of her prophets. The prophets of Israel are blind. They had big appetites. Isaiah said. And the iniquity of her priests. The priests have become godless in various nations. That's why this sin penetrated us. Who shed within her blood of the righteous. The church was engaged over the years in making money, priests and prophets, making money, 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 to the extent that the brain of many Christians have no God at all, have no Jesus at all, but how to make money, how to make money, how to make money, how to make money. When the church was in the rampage of that, Satan penetrated. Mm-hmm. And before we knew it, we are now victims. Okay, we are going to pray. And our prayer is Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And repent of their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. We are going to pray. Father have mercy on us. And in having mercy. Stretch out your hand of mercy. The whole of America is still being rampage. Father stop it. As we are going to the end of August. Take away this COVID. Destroy the power of COVID. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Pray for the mercy of God. Pray for the mercy of God. Pray for the hand of God. Lord, stretch your hand of mercy over the nations. Stretch your hand of mercy over the nations. Destroy the agenda of Satan through COVID-19. Destroy the agenda of Satan. God, the Holy Spirit, send your holy angels. Send your fire from nation to nation. From coast to coast. From land to land. Destroy the agenda of Father, have mercy upon our nation. Have mercy upon our people. Father, overlook our ignorance. In the name of Jesus, we repent on behalf of the church. Have mercy, O God. 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 Forgive our ignorance, Lord. Bring forth your healing power. Let us pray, Father, destroy the power of COVID. Because it is low in England, that does not mean that it cannot relapse. Let us ask the Lord, we command the power of death to be taken away from COVID. In the name of Jesus. Father, that COVID will not be able to kill anymore. We have cried to you, you answered us. More people are recovering now. Begin to release the fire of God into the atmosphere. To destroy every manifestation of Satan that caused COVID. Begin to release the fire of God into the air. Everyone that breathes in the air, let it mingle with the fire of God. That it will begin to heal people's body. It begins to destroy COVID in the name of Jesus Christ. That people will no more die by COVID in the name of Jesus. People will no more die by COVID in the name of Jesus. And nobody knew how it came. Nobody will know how it shall go. 
Father, arise in your mercy. Read Call the Holy Spirit. Send your fire. Send your fire against every evil spirit. Send your fire against every weapon of Satan. All over the world. Destroy the weapon. Destroy the weapon. Destroy the weapon, Destroy the weapon in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for mercy. Lord, we pray for mercy. Lord, we pray for mercy. Now begin to pray for healing. For everyone who has been contaminated with this disease. Father, we pray for healing power. The healing power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Shake out your hand of healing, O God. Shake out your hand of healing, O God. He says, I will throw the Assyrian in my land. On my mountain, I will trample them under foot. Father, destroy the Assyrian in your land. Trample them under foot, O God. He says, I will break their yoke. Father, destroy the yoke of Satan. The yoke of deception over nations. The yoke of delusion in the church of God. Father, destroy. Lord, destroy. Lord, destroy. Lord, destroy. Lord, destroy. Lord, destroy. Lord, destroy. Every manipulation of hell. Every attack that comes from hell. Let your fire arise against them. Let your wrath arise against them. Send your suffer, O God, against the onslaught, against the horse of Satan. Every evil spirit sent against us. Holy Ghost fire, attack them. Holy Ghost fire, resist them. Holy Ghost fire, resist them. Tell the Lord, build a ring of fire around me. Build the ring of fire around my family in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that the weapon of Satan shall fail over me. Build the ring of fire, O God. Bring your ring of fire, Lord. Build your ring of fire. The Bible says that his messengers shall be flames of fire. Even when I'm asleep, O God, let your fire surround my house. Let your fire surround my family in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire, destroy every onslaught of the devil. That Satan will not be able to attack us and succeed by day or by night. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. You know, I want us to pray one more prayer before tonight. In the book of Psalm 85 verse 6, it says, Will you not revive us again? That your people may rejoice in you. You know, <laughs> I told you this before. I warned you. Many Christians, when there is a situation, you see, when COVID started, you can see how many people come to prayer. Prayer every day. They are coming. They are coming. They are, because they are afraid. <laughs> However, God has been faithful. He has protected us. <laughs> Satan will be looking at each other. They will soon get tired. After praying for some days, he starts sending spirits to weaken us. To, to, to weaken our mind, to weaken our body, mm-hmm. so that people who pray in the night before are now sleeping all their nights. Mm-hmm. It, will not, it will not work on you. Amen. Neither will it work on me. Amen. These three things God said will happen this year. One, He said plague will come, it has come. He said economy will crash, it has crashed. He said revival will begin, it has begun. You will not drop out of the train. Amen. You are going to pray, Father, send your fire into my spirit, send your fire into my mouth, my, uh, my body. Set your fire to my soul, purify me, strengthen me, destroy every weakness of Satan, weakness in my body. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the, Father, name, in the name of Jesus Christ, Christ in this time of awakening, that heaven has sent angels to the earth, and you have shut up the heart of your people. Oh Lord, God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire to our heart, send your fire to our mind, send your fire to our soul, send your fire to our body. Father, Lord, destroy everything the devil has coded in us to weary us, every weapon of Satan to make us tired. Holy Ghost, fire consumed. 
them. Holy Ghost fire consume them. Holy Ghost fire consume them. That we will be able to pray more and 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 more. Anointed name, we have prayed. Amen. I want to bless you, Father Lord. Thank you for everyone under my voice. You said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. And you said, Can you not watch me for one hour? And that is what brought this prayer, which we have been doing for years. But in these days, you have consolidated it so that everyone can. Have opportunity daily. Mm. My God, give this understanding to every offspring of this household. Amen. So that they will mm. not have to pray when others are relaxing. Mm. I pray thee, O God, help our prayer to be a prayer that seeks your face. Amen. Amen. Not just a ritual of, of religion, but Lord, a desire from the heart of man to see your kingdom come. A zeal to see your will be done. Let it come upon everyone. In the name of Jesus Christ. My God and King, we are approaching next week. Caption of next week. And afterwards, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Sons, daughters will prophesy. Lord, it is time for every son, every daughter. In Christ's tabernacle. Our prophetic voice minister church is to what? To prophesy. It says your young men, old men shall dream dreams and young men shall see vision. It is time for young men and in this case sons, which I mean male and female, should begin to see vision. Prophecy and visions. Lord, tongue and eyes. Prophecy and vision. Tongue and heart and vision and mind. Lord, let there be a pouring. Lord, let there be a pouring. Lord, let there be a pouring. Because rain will fall just for seven days. Help our heart to be ready. Help our heart to be prepared. Help our heart to be hungry. Lord, help us to be thirsty. Kaboyatari adadisa. That, Lord, we will not miss next week and start seeking you after it's gone. Mm. Oh, Lord! Shakai do koya litai le koya le kiska yiba boria. We pray thee. Enable us by your spirit from this hour. Break every chain. Lose every bound. Our heart and soul seeking you, O God. That you will will be able to receive from you all what you prepare for next week. That will join our hearts with the hearts of your saints on earth that you have stirred up at the same way. And in the visitation of next week, 
we shall not be lazy. Amen. We thank you because it is done. Amen. As we have asked in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. Well, can I just say to us that we are bringing this, this uh, maybe to a close. Before I hand over to Pastor Tayo, I want to um, I want to say to every one of us that the Lord told me today to tell you that within Friday and Sunday you should fast. At the minimum, take a day and just seek the face of God concerning next week. Because the Lord told me that the, the focus of next week is of the Lord, you know, prophecy and, and the manifestation angelic. Mm. But if you look at the book of Joel, when Joel first spoke, of which Peter affirmed in chapter 2 of Acts, what happened is this. He said, God will pour his spirit and then sons and daughters will prophesy. Mm. Are you with me now? So, if that is the first thing the Bible commands and promises, then why is it rare in the church among sons and daughters? God will lose your tongue next week. Amen. Then it says that old men dream dreams, that is visions of the night. He said young men will see visions, that is open vision. Now, that man that he said, and when you use the word men, he said that man means male and female. Because it says, even upon your, your, my servants, there are some people who believe that women are not servants of God. They don't have part in God. Their God is not the God of Israel. Because the God of Israel said, upon men and women, and he called them my servant, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days. So if you pour his spirit upon men and women in those days, it means that when he said that men in the previous one, he's talking about men and women, just like he spoke in Genesis in chapter 1, verse 26. He says, and God said, let us make mine our own image. And in verse 27, he says, in the image of God, he made them male and female. So anybody who doesn't understand the language of God, and you go about by philosophies that some men, foolish men who have no encounter, no manifestation of God at all, than to talk, 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 do. You have been misled. The fact is this. God said, my servant, both men and female. And you servants of God who are female, or you servants of God who are male, next week is waiting for you, you will manifest. Mm -hmm. In the fivefold ministry, you will manifest. Mm -hmm. There will be prophets among you, men and women. That God will raise apostles among you, men and women, with great signs and wonders and encounters of Jesus. God will raise evangelists among you, men and women. God will raise uh, teachers among you, men and women, and He will raise pastors from among you. So it is your week. Don't allow anybody who is foolish to malign you. You know, I, I have said this and I will say it again. I've said it among you. You know, when I was teaching you Revelation, I told you that I, I, I was careful not to teach you philosophies of men. Because the philosophy of man is so confusing. None of those people who are giving all this philosophy had attestation of God's power. So I can't believe them. Because the evidence that God has sent a man is manifestation. If you don't have the manifestation, you only had head knowledge. Head knowledge is what somebody wrote and you read it to. That's it. I mean, and those of you who follow me, you must know this. You don't follow a man who doesn't know what is going, where he's going. Neither can you follow a man who cannot see. 
Okay? <clears throat> I see. I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. Really, the Lord, I told you, the Lord, when I was talking about death, 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 the Lord told me, stop it. You will die at this age. And I know the age. I didn't say it to many people at all before. I only said it to one person who is my wife recently. <laughs> about 48 hours ago, I told her that this is the age I'm going to die. Now, let me tell you this. I won't say that to you. I'm saying to you that, yes, I have intellectual knowledge of this world. I know it, but I will not teach it. Because it's only good for head knowledge. And if you are not careful, that head knowledge will debar you from manifestation of God. I care to know nothing Paul said. After having all head knowledge and being one of the best in his time. He said, I care to know nothing except Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. I said, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It is the demonstration of the kingdom power. So that your faith will not rely on intellectualism. But rely upon the knowledge of God. So, it's going to be um, a rendezvous for all men and women who are children of God. So, I want to encourage you. Prepare yourself Friday, Saturday. Get yourself involved in the activity. Whether it's Friday, you are taking a Saturday. If you can go the three days, go. But just take a day and seek the face of God towards next week. Great manifestation awaits you Amen. in the convention, Holy Ghost convention this Amen. year. I would like to speak a blessing over you. Stretch your hand before the Lord. Now, those who have their bad days in this month, and those who, I mean today really, not this one, today. And people who remember the day of their wedding today. You will never have a cause to sorrow over that day. Amen. When you remember this day forever in your life, you will only have cause to give God glory. Amen. Amen. The perfect God who designed a perfect will for you will empower you to fulfill the perfect will he has done for you. May the Lord grant you resources from heaven. Amen. Grant you long life. You will not die young. Amen. Neither will you cast your young. Amen. May the Lord bless you with the dew of heaven. Amen. May the Lord bless you with the wisdom of his presence. Amen. May the glory of heaven never depart from you. Amen. And may the Lord grant you knowledge of him. That you will follow him all the days of your life. Mm -hmm. Whatever is lacking in your life that you need for your life. Either it has been deprived of you by ignorance over the years. Or it has been deprived of you by men. Mm -hmm. Or it is an opposition of hordes of hell mm -hmm. that stand opposed to you. Today, by the power of the most, I will root them out. Amen. And I speak that doors be open for you. Amen. Ways be made for you in your wilderness. Amen. Highway in the desert place. Amen. And springs of water all around your desert place. Amen. Father, we bless your name. All the, all the desires of the heart of these people. We agree with you and say they are granted. Amen. In the name of the Father. Amen. And of the Son. Amen. And of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, now to your people. Everyone I say, may the Lord answer you when you are distressed. Amen. In the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. You may be going through some attack right now because you have committed yourself to attack the kingdom of hell. I say to you that it is written, those who attack you shall surrender. Amen. I say those who attack you shall surrender. Amen. If the devil attack you in the day, he will surrender. Amen. If he attack you in the night, he will roast in fire. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 
they will come against you in one way. They will flee in seven directions. Amen. Your God will thunder ahead of you Amen. and scatter the camp of his enemies. Amen. The Lord will send help for you from his sanctuary. Amen. He will grant you support from his Zion. Amen. May he remember all your offerings, even the one of today, and all the offerings you have been given, Amen. and your sacrifices. And may the Lord accept your bond offering from Amen. you. May he give you the desires of your heart, and make all your heart, uh, all the plans of your heart succeed. Amen. In this week, you will shout for joy. Amen. In this week, you shall be victorious over every battle. Amen. In this week, you will lift up the banner of God, Amen. of the name of God, and sing praises. Amen. In this week, your mouth shall be filled with laughter, Amen. and your tongue with songs of praise. Amen. May my God, the God of battle, who appeared unto Abraham, and made covenant with him, the God of battle, who appeared unto Isaac and confirmed the covenant. The God of Bethel, who appeared unto Jacob and fulfilled the covenant, and appeared unto us and fulfilled the covenant in us, which he made in Abraham. May he look at all the requests of your heart, Amen. and may he grant your petitions. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. and of the Son, Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Amen. Your matter will not be impossible before Amen. God. Amen. Can I ask every one of us who are on the YouTube, thank you for joining us. And please remember to click I like it. That's that sign that looked like hand of a man. The uh, thumb up, thumb up. So that, you know, the YouTube people want things like that. And as they do, as they, we have seen them do on earth, we do too. So that we can receive the same favor from them. May the Lord strengthen and bless you all.